Welcome, everybody. This is Illiterate. My name is Evan. Name Happy is New Year. Hello. Hello. It's so wonderful to be with you. We wanted to pop back in. This isn't a full episode. We don't have a, uh, a book or a piece of media that we're diving into this week. This is a, a year in recap or a year starter, if you will, that kind of in between. Just to start us off, it's the new year. We were ringing in the, the the new year, and I was doing the Gaelic old Lang Syne, as we all, you know, and I realized I'm just kind of spouting it off like a zombie. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, but the words, what I'm reading of it is very leading. And I'm like, it's very wistful. And I'm thinking, I'm getting nostalgic for things. I'm like, like it's echoing through like hundreds of years. And I don't, I'm reconnecting with a piece <laughs> of myself in the past. You know, like, so I, I just in the middle of ringing in the new year, I go, where did this come from? And why are we all doing this? And why has nobody ever explained this to me before? So we started looking it up. And here we are. We're into the show. Taylor, what did it's, you find? It's an old poem. Everything is based on something. It's an old poem. The original, it's Scottish Gaelic, so it's Auld Lang Syne, which literally- like, is that a person, you know, is that for all, you yeah. know, for all the old man who didn't make it this year, you know, like, that's kind of where the connotations in my mind lead me, but I don't- Literally, no. yeah, literally translated, old, long, since, but mm. idiomatically, the way that it would go is long, long ago, or, like, for Auld Lang Syne would be, like, for the sake of old times. Right, and it's like, is it okay to, to let go of the yeah. old times? The whole it's song a rhetorical is rhetorical. <laughs> Should- old acquaintance be forgot and never hmm. thought upon it's like or should we remember this stuff so that's why the song is used as a remembrance yeah is mm. it okay to that, move that on new good of of letting go and holding on mm -hmm. how incredible how beautiful yeah it's upgrade we're expanding our horizons we're uh how are we expanding trying, we're trying to look at ways to expand the format of the show so what we do now we love looking into what's in the news what's being adapted but there's so much stuff that we love that we know you guys love that doesn't come up week to week. It doesn't come up year to year. It's been done or, you know, we want to figure out ways to expand this format where we can do some throwback, maybe some big series on big books like big. like Yeah, like a yeah. six part Lord of the Rings or right. seven part Harry Potter thing where we go back and go more into the minutia of these classics that people know and love. Or really just getting yeah. into the genesis, yeah. how these things came came to be, why why there are different iterations of this and how it changed through. And, you know, I love doing that in the moment, but I think it would be a disservice to never go back and look at and see what has been done. I mean, there's so much incredible stuff that we just might not get an opportunity to talk about just because it's not necessarily relevant right this moment. Yeah. So um, coming up in the new year, we're going to be playing around with that. You can always message us at IlliteratePod on Instagram if that's something you're interested stick in. Stick around to the end of the episode. We might have a giveaway. Oh, we also have know. a giveaway messaging us, so listen up for that. But yeah, any piece of media that you wonder how it came to be that's a classic uh, let us know. We're going to be playing around with that stuff. Yeah, we want to know what you guys are interested in as far as that's concerned. We're also going to cover right now what we have gone over this past year, kind of a year in review as awards season is coming up, whether we foresaw Heating the up. future <laughs> in terms of what was popular. What do you have in terms of the, the movie side of things? And then I'll talk about what is going on in the world of books. I got a top 10 overall. Just if I'm the if I'm the movie side of this, yeah. about half of my top 10s we covered on the show. Maybe I'll go from the back. Number 10, Judy. I loved it. 
Uncut Gems, you might be hearing about that right now. That's out right now. Adam Sandler maybe having some Oscar buds. Not based on anything. Not something we covered on the show. Again, number seven, Leaving Neverland, a documentary. Not something we covered on the show. But number six, Doctor Sleep, Stephen Mm -hmm. King, the sequel to The Shining. I adored it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Number five, Knives Out, Clue, you know, Clue, Who Done It. Number four, this one's sad for me, Apollo 11. We did an, the long lost episode. You guys don't know about this. We did an episode and we lost it on Apollo 11. There's an amazing, amazing, amazing documentary um, about the mission that came out this year. We did a whole episode on it. Our microphones didn't it. work. And so <laughs> it was a disaster. I'm so sorry you guys didn't get to hear that episode, but I urge you, if there, I, honestly, this should be my number one. There's part of me that's just like, this is always number one. <laughs> If I can recommend one piece of media to the human race, really, Mm. it's absolutely fabulous. If you have not seen Apollo 11, please go and see that before you see anything else. Mm. It's incredible. Number three, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, we did uh, Chaos, a fantastic book about the CIA. Charles Manson. Charles Manson, all that kind of stuff. Number two, Ford Ferrari. That's also probably my favorite episode this year. I just I just loved that episode. Mm. I was really into that subject matter, so I, it was just that I think that was illiterate at its If you best. passed on it, if you saw it in the in the queue and you passed on it, go back and listen to it cuz I knew nothing about cars or racing and it's quite illuminating. It's more about the people behind how all of that went down. Uh, that is my recommendation. If you slept on that, please go check that out. Number 1 in my heart of hearts, Jojo Rabbit. Check it out. It is so full of love and goodness yeah. and and just it's beautiful. And probably Indiana. nominated for some things. Golden Globes, you hear about them. We're all over the place. I've got a whole rundown here of everything that we called. Number one, I'm proud of this one. And we got to lay a stake on this for illiterate. I don't think any, many people saw this coming. We did. And you heard it here first. Nominated for best score, Motherless Brooklyn Daniel Pemberton, original score, nominated for original score. If you go back and listen to this episode, I cannot get over the score, and I'm telling you it's going to be nominated. I don't think that's anything anybody, any critic talked about. Well, the movie anywhere. itself wasn't seen. It was, I was just much, kind of overlooked. Yeah. Again, I, I think that was an, another one that I think it was a piece of overlooked material that was really worth going and checking out, especially over the holidays. I really felt like that was a holiday movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You heard it here first. That score nominated for a Golden Globe. I wouldn't be surprised if that could carry over to an Oscar uh, right, nomination, right. especially seeing how it goes. Also, in that same category, Joker was nominated. Who, who, who would have thought? That? Incredible. <laughs> um, but taking it back, best motion picture drama, we got The Irishman and The Joker out of five. Um, comedy, Jojo Rabbit and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So there's another two. Uh, drama, best actress, Judy, all over it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, drama best actor Christian Bale Ford Ferrari look at that <laughs> incredible also also just so everybody knows we're not just saying this as like oh we, we like a lot of our episodes are random things that nobody knew about or cared about it's not like we're just like oh this is the the top selling movie also we're recording these ahead of time so we don't know if the thing is going to be successful. Most yeah, of the all time. of this is we have no idea what's going to be nominated at the end of the year. These are just things that we covered throughout the year, and we happen to touch on a few things that end up getting recognized. And say- tooting, this is a tune in our horn episode, especially, and I think this is important because I know not you don't check out every episode. Yeah, um, pick and choosing. If you haven't seen this, you know I I know how it is. Mm-hmm. I would be the same way if I didn't have to watch. We can see the listenership. Who listens to what episodes? I know. We're like Santa. (laughs) Animated. Frozen 2. (laughs) We covered it. We covered it. Original song. I'm, and I don't know. They, 
they have it nominated, but there there continues fallout over cats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beautiful Ghosts by Taylor Swift and Daniel Lloyd Webber was nominated for original song of the Golden Globes, but they have pulled cats from every other uh, for your consideration category, and they pulled it off of all of the screener websites, so none of the Academy members can go and view that film anymore. They're pulling. <laughs> they just so, were like, for your consideration. Well, not for your consideration. Yeah. You don't even have to consider this. So it's a little unclear as to exactly what's happening, exactly where that film sits, what version is in the theaters, is it up for these awards? It, so it's a little unclear. Well, this is a big one. Limited series. We got it. Catch-22 and Chernobyl. Huge. Wow. And uh, just so our listeners know, Chernobyl was our most popular episode. Ooh. People loved it. Um, but Catch-22 was also good. Catch-22 nominated for Best Limited Series, also Best Actor, the lead in it, Christopher Abbott, uh, nominated as well. But Chernobyl kind of blazes this whole trail. Not only are they nominated for Limited Series, but they're almost their whole cast, their whole lead cast is nominated in their in their respective oh. uh, categories. Pretty yeah, pretty crushed. incredible. Also, as a, as a massive statement here, these are just the ones that critics find popular, and oh, some yeah. of them we found oh, popular. Yeah. There's tons of stuff that we didn't cover because we can only cover one thing a week, or there's tons of stuff that maybe you watched or read or saw that you're like, oh, this was a much better film for this time for this thing to come out. Please let us know. Absolutely. And maybe we can cover it in a future episode, or if it randomly gets nominated for something or you think it should have been nominated. Peter Butter Falcon's a big a big loss here. I, yeah. I feel like we maybe there's still some hope there for some sort of other run. Um, uh, that's kind of one I was really hoping would would see some light, at least a nomination, something, but didn't see that here. But that is yeah. one I think is overlooked in that Peter Mutter Falcon. <laughs> I was asking some people uh, what were their favorite episodes and maybe the episodes that we wouldn't normally, because I go right to, oh, Ford Ferrari, Ill- illiterate in top form. Yeah. I actually had somebody say that uh, this is where you belong, the moving one, where, where, where we did way early in the year before we had really firmed up the format. Yeah. Um, they, this was in they the summer. They loved that. They had moved. Yeah, they had moved, and and they um, they said that that really, that really helped them. So it, it was like, man, yeah, man. It's worth it was worth doing, you know. It made yeah. me feel good about about how the show has changed over the year. We feel really good about where it is and where it's going now. Um, and it was it was a different, a little bit of a different animal mm-hmm. then, but it was nice to know that that was really that it's still worth it, and that that that, that listeners like that. We've done, yeah, we've done some sort of self help kind of more nonfiction based books earlier on in the series. So if you just picked up with us more recently, I also got a listener comment that said digital minimalism which I think was episode 14. And this one is also really good for the new year, especially as people are trying to form new habits. Absolutely. It's one that we covered because it was popular as a book. Obviously, there's no movie based on it or anything, but it was huge when it came out on the New York Times bestsellers about reducing the amount of screen time that you have concrete action steps and plans and what that does psychologically in terms of what social media could be used for, what it should be used for, different experiments you can do. It's a perfect time to start that kind of thing. First of the year, everybody's going to be doing their resolutions, figuring it out. You don't have to tell anybody. You don't have to make a big deal, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Check out these. Uh, I think both of those episodes are really good for the beginning of the year, both mm-hmm. the digital minimalism and and the uh, this, this is, is where, where you belong. belong. Uh-huh. I, th- I think starting a new year with that kind of stuff just as a nice grounding and a little bit of a reset, just a little recheck on just like where you are, where your values are, what's important. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some book stuff. Are you good yeah, on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A couple big things that I saw, Bird Box, which we did so long ago. Yes, huge that was on one Netflix, of the first. Like that was ago. one of the yeah. flagship episodes. Um, 
uh, Josh Mallerman was the guy who wrote it. He was the head of a band. Yeah, and he was writing. He wrote on this the in the tour bus. He saw the movie and was like, "Oh well, of course I have to do something else." So there is a book called Mallory, mm-hmm. which is the sequel to Bird Box, which he is writing and is going to be out this year in 2020. Oh wow! But it was only because he saw the movie and and he liked it. And it, it's interesting because most oh, people, cool. if you saw the movie, you'd it's like be the like, Lucas oh. stuff. And st- Sorry, I hate to interrupt, no, but it reminds me of the Lucas stuff in Star Wars being uh, yeah. reinvigorated by the 1990s novels and then getting back in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I'm going gonna to go back and do those. Uh, yeah. I love that. That's Mallory will co- be coming out in 2020. Another thing that we talked about a long time ago that's good for the new year, we did Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin, which is literally about habit formation. Yes, So if you're yes, talking yes, about yes. New Year's resolutions- I knew I was forgetting. I was like, we did more of those. <laughs> There's more of them that we can in- include with that re- yeah. uh, resolution stuff. But if you're trying to work on the resolutions, check that episode out. This was wild to me. This was another one of our huge episodes, The Phantom Prince, which is about Ted Bundy, which the show on Netflix, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. We sort of have an update to that episode because I went back and looked on Amazon at that book. When we recorded it, the cheapest one was like (laughs) $1,000. So what they've actually done now is put it back into publication. And the reason is, is because there is going to be a show this month in January of 2020, made by Amazon, called Falling for a Killer. And here's the here's the thing. After years of silence, Ted Bundy's long-term girlfriend, Elizabeth Kendall, her daughter Molly, and other survivors come forward in a docuseries. So they're making a show based on the book oh my that we covered. But it... Elizabeth Kendall, who has been silent with her daughter, is coming out and is going to be documented in the show. Oh, my gosh. And so the book is now $10. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 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 That is a beautiful beautiful, um, example of being a man. I can't believe we were all like... We were talking about that exact thing. You cannot. We did the episode because we got a copy of the book, and you can't get a copy of the book. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty. That's pretty incredible. And she's going to say more. And I didn't I'm know sure anything about this. Updated the book. Yeah. Another another book thing that's changed. So our episode for the Handmaid's Tale came out June seventh, and Margaret Atwood wrote a sequel to it called The Testaments mm-hmm. in September. This won the Man Booker Prize. Which is wild because the sequel, like the original Handmaid's Tale book came out in 85. Right. So she's writing this. But I looked it up and she wrote it in conjunction because the show is super popular on Hulu that's come out. So she wrote it in coordination with the television series. Letting the producers know where she was taking the sequel, affirming certain character storylines with them so that it doesn't affect how things appear in her new book, The Testaments, since the show is years away from what the sequel is going to be. And so the the producer of the series, Bruce Miller, said, yeah, the novel storyline will be taken into account as the series continues, which is wild to me that she was this like, nuts. I'm she's directly merging. Yeah, she's just like what we're talking right about, making it the real thing, which is that again, yeah. again, it comes being reinvigorated. Um, yeah. Art inspiring art, re-inspiring art. Um, that's beautiful. Uh, the boys. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I got to admit. I still haven't finished it. I can't get through it. I can't get through it. It makes me so anxious. I love it to death. This is the salacious comic book, even darker and grittier than Watchmen, if you were not aware that we did an episode on, became a television series on Amazon, and was critically and commercially acclaimed. This was a last-minute episode. We didn't know we were... I think we were playing something else that week, 
and we weren't feeling good about it, or maybe we didn't even have anything, we mm-hmm. weren't sure, and you suggested it out of nowhere. And I had remember passing it on Amazon, going, ooh, the boys, definitely not into that. And I love that that was my reaction, because that <laughs> is, it's so perfect. Once you get into it, it and, and I say, I haven't finished it, because it makes me, I love it so much. It's so successful in the, in the emotions that it's trying to convey, what it evokes. It's, I, ju- I just don't want to feel it, uh, but I do. <laughs> it is so well done. Uh, it but is another season is coming about. Renewed. Thank the Lord. But yeah. I, I, and also... I'm so conflicted. I'm happy and I'm just scared. <laughs> like I'm very scared. I don't want to watch anymore. But my uh but Emily tells me it's incredible. She finished it and she tells me all the time like I don't know how I finished it. You yeah. So I've got to get I've got to get on it. The boys uh, the last thing I had was the most comments that we got from people like writing in on Instagram and whatnot about an episode was the Tony Morrison episode that we Ooh, did. I love and that. And I think episode. if you're going to listen to one, that's us in, in good form. Oh, yes. In talking about something that we know nothing about and trying to learn. That more. was so. It's hard. I, 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 I felt like I was laying down at the altar, you know? <laughs> it was so. It was so nice to. I want my. Um, I feel that motherly aura even mm-hmm. right now in the room. Just thinking about the episode, I go, "Oh yes, I want to listen to the episode now." Lull me to sleep. Um, Learn again. Yeah, yeah. That was a lovely episode. I remember specifically uh, when I went to go see that. I saw that um, down in Santa Monica at a little art house theater because it didn't have a wide release. I had to travel across town across town to go and see it, and I uh, ended up striking a conversation with the concession um, workers there about the show. Um, because I, I walked in with like a notepad and everything. Mm-hmm. I happen to have stickers on me. So I just, um, they, they took note of my notepad and was like, what are you like taking a test? So I was like, well, I'm doing a show. Um, and so when I pitched them the show, they actually both, which are, uh, they were in their twenties. So they perked up and immediately kind of, cause everybody wants to know, but they don't want to actually spend the time to, <laughs> to do it, which is kind of exactly what the show is about. Yeah. So when, anytime you go, well, I know about this and I can tell you really quickly, People our age go, oh yeah, 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 and they start lining up with their with their notepads and their pens. Yeah, I'm not I'm not crazy. I have a notepad and pen in public. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, it was a beautiful little time. Uh, the Toni Morrison episode. Yeah. Go back and listen to it. It's beautiful. In conclusion, with that, obviously, like we said, we're trying to make things that save you a little bit of time, teach you something you don't know about. We learned so much from this. And uh, thank you for sticking with us. If you have listened to a few episodes, or if this is your first one, what are you doing? Go listen. Yeah, to the yeah don't stop with this. <laughs> Please go back and listen to Tony Morrison or you know Judy or uh, you know any of these. Any uh, of them. Uh, as a creative, it's just an invaluable exercise for me. I, I I love that you guys get to come along this journey with me. All that me and Taylor all the time. I just yeah. I love hearing creatives. Uh, who are passionate, who are, or, or just incredible stories and how they actually uh, get from the happening to our ears. Um, and maybe it fails and maybe it maybe succeeds. Maybe it fails. You know, maybe, it, maybe it takes a few times. Maybe the thing you thought you wanted, actually the the thing you never wanted ended up being the successful thing that the, you rode your whole <laughs> life on. You know, like it's the, yeah. hearing how these creatives have uh, found something, a vehicle that not only is provided or not for them, but the people around them and you and me, the people who love the material, the, the people that it's actually meant something to emotionally. Yeah. Um, it's it's all a binding force. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's such a communal thing. For There's me. so much more to it than just the movie or the book. Right. As, as we teased a giveaway in appreciation for sticking with us, just give us a message saying, hey, I want a sticker or I want some stickers. We have made these really cool illiterate stickers 
to show your support, and we will give them to you for free if you message us at IlliteratePod on Instagram. Unfortunately, you have to give us your address, <laughs> right? Um, but it is the only way we can deliver. <laughs> <laughs> or you can come find us in Los Angeles. But yeah, that's true. <laughs> just uh, send us a message at IlliteratePod with suggestions or whatever you'd like, and uh, be sure to leave us a note that you want a sticker, and we'll coordinate getting them your way. It's been a lovely year, guys. Thanks so much for being with us. On to the next. <laughs> All right. See you all 